Brain Candy Podcast, episode 596. Susan here. Sarah here. Sarah <laughs> Still Patterson here. Because apparently getting your last name changed, you need to fucking give a DNA sample. Well, because in California, you're Sarah Rice. Well, legally, in, right? According to the Social Security office, I'm Sarah Rice. But... I'm still Sarah Patterson on my driver's license. And in order to get the photo ID that says Sarah Rice, back to my original name, I had my marriage certificate. I had my divorce decree. I had my passport. I had my social security card. I had my driver's license. And they were like, not good enough. Yeah. So what's the, what's the deal now? You do you have to I go? I have to get my birth certificate. I have to get a record the of long live birth. The long form one? from the county that I was born in. But when I went to go do that, they were like, oh, no, we can't just give you that. You have to go print these documents, and then you have to go to a notary, and you have to get it notarized with, okay? So, and I'm like, you, you have to go Google to a me? notary. You know, you it's all... Google it's Sarah re- Rice. See how that's me? It's so silly. I mean, not to belabor the point, but when oh. I wanted to be Susie instead of Susan, like legally... I thought it would be relatively easy, and it was oh. with this social security office, which is like the yes. lowest rung. But then to get a license in Pennsylvania, they wouldn't go for it. So then when I moved to California, mm-hmm. I was able to do it. They have a lower threshold. So then I became Susie Meister Butler, legally. Yes. Not I'm not legally Susan anymore. So Oh. <laughs> but then when I came back to Pennsylvania, they took the California license, and then they allowed it. So it makes no sense. These are the things. Because yeah. in California, this would have already been a done deal. Right. Oh, well. That's fine. It's better. So, yeah, you got a whole lot of work to do. But you'll be a rice eventually. Yeah. It'll be fine. Slow and steady. <sighs> Slow, and- <laughs> Slow and steady. All right. The let's- funny thing is, is my ex-husband is getting married again and I think he's going to have a new, like he's going to have two people with his last name. Neither of whom probably really want it deep inside. (laughs) I did not say that. I don't even know this woman. I do not know this woman. So it's like, let the record show. Let the record show. I do not care. No, no, no. I just, I feel bad for her. Yeah, I just think it's funny that like you can have two people with like, I don't know. Can change whole, it so it was so easy to change it. To that is a that is a great Patterson. point. That's the part that is stupid. You did not need my. You did not need because you know why I had that a man there a saying, point. "Yes, you, Sarah Rice." Fuck that. That is something I never thought of. That to get it changed to Patterson was very easy, almost so too easy. easy. Too easy. But then to undo that, yep. They need some sort of man to vouch for you, I guess. Right. I should just bring in a man. Be like, look, I brought my brother a man. He says I'm Sarah Rice. Does this mean nothing? Um, One of the things, if I haven't mentioned this or if you've forgotten, that I just think is mm, so fun for me and the paperwork I have to do. I got my driver's license, or not my driver's license, my passport changed to Patterson. It arrived, like I went through the whole process. It arrived... The same week I announced to my husband I wanted a divorce. The same week. What do you What do you learn from that? I love that you have to think about it. Don't get married. <laughs> well, okay, yes. But also, if you do, maybe don't wait fucking four years or whatever to... Right. Update your passport, Yeah, Sarah. we should also say this was, I did not, this was not like an annulled marriage. This was like, I, I, it was no joke. <laughs> it wasn't like years. these fears Well, in because Vegas. here's why. This is the part, because everything's a hassle. I had that, um, uh, what is it called? You know when you can go, you don't have to do the passport thing anymore. You had like clear, clear what ID. the hell? Clear ID. I had mm-hmm. like that, like internationally, it was like checked out and everything with the last name Rice. So I had to surrender that oh, when I switched I see. over. So right. I was waiting till that expired because I was like, I'm. I get I'm that. Gonna, I get know. that. Okay, I I retract my. Thank judgment. you. <laughs> oh, wow. 
But it is a pain and it is ridiculous. And I cannot figure out the solution to the name problem because you know how everyone's like, you know, you you are birthed and then you mm-hmm. get your dad's name usually. Mm-hmm. And then you get married and you take on your husband's name. But there's no other, I mean, what are you going to do? Change your name to like your mom's maiden name? But that's still right. a man's, everything is, it's entrenched. Right. Right. We need to. It's we need to be like Phoebe and become like banana hammock, what? whatever her name was. Like whatever we want. Princess you know who I loved? Who did it? Is um, uh, Cheryl Strayed who wrote Wild. What'd she do? She picked the last name Strayed. Just out of thin air. She had an opportunity. It was when she got divorced. When you get divorced, you had the have the chance to write in whatever name you want. She lived what do in you the think? state. You thinking about doing that? No. Just think about it. Like what I would want. My, I could pick anything I fucking want right now. What would it be? Well, no. But I Sarah mean, Rice is like me. Yeah. I know what you mean. It feels like me. S- anything. When I was little, my mom used to sing me a funny song that was called Sarah Sponda. Sarah Sponda, Sarah Sponda, Sarah Sponda. What if you chose the name Sarah Sponda, Sarah Sponda, Sarah Sponda, Sarah Sponda, Sarah Sponda. It was like that. What if you changed it to Sponda? Sarah Sponda. <laughs> yes. I already look like a cartoon character. I don't need a name that sounds like one, too. <gasps> Sarah Sponda. <laughs> oh, God. I'm gonna, you guys need to remember that because I'll be using that. Sarah Sponda. That's our new password for the, for yeah. the, the right. book club. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Oh, oh, my God. Lord. Well, I've totally derailed this. I'm no. sorry. Go back. <laughs> All right. First up, I want to talk about how there was a a man who died of a heart attack okay. who coincidentally at that very moment was being studied for <gasps> an issue. Uh-huh. Did you read about this? Is this about the the our life flashes before our eyes thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Yes. He was. Uh, he died of a heart attack, but he was being studied for something else in the brain for, with Epilepsy. an EKG. Yeah, seizures. Yeah. And so he had those things on his head. And so they were able to chart what parts of the brain did what. And uh, the rhythmic brain wave patterns, they were observed to be similar to those that happen when you're retrieving memories. And dreaming. Um, and dreaming and meditation. And so it supports a theory called life recall where, you know, you see your life. What do you think? I love, I love it. It, it. I would imagine that it has to do with hormones released from the pineal gland. Why? Because that's like where all that stuff is like controlled. And so I think that... Why would death trigger that? Because that's the only time when it does. When it release like dreaming and it's this it's I can't remember what it is, but there is something that and it is released from the pineal gland at death and there's something in there. It's like the, what they extract, like DMT. Have you heard of that drug? It's like that mm-hmm. that's extracted. Yeah, but what would the same thing that's let's released say it's when you die? Evolutionary Oh, thing. I see. Yeah, like what would What's it, the purpose? what would the purpose be? And maybe that the purpose is just some sort well, of weird what? I mean, I I want to say that it fits like simulation theory and all that where it's just like a 
Uh, oh. Like they're rewinding the tape. Yes. Like be kind, don't be kind, yeah. rewind. Yeah. What? Like there's something about like a consult, like you need, oh. Uh. The only time you even kind of convinced me that there could be that simulation theory was when I had, when I had that run in with the police that I am very vague and mysterious about. Um, and I kept having dreams about it and stuff. And you said, it feels like in another yeah. parallel universe, oh! the outcome was different. Yeah. And like I you got arrested or something. And don't you feel in a weird way that that exists somewhere? When you said that, that's why I say it's the only time I ever was kind of convinced because I was like, okay, I get that. Okay. I want to go back to last episode when you were giving me a hard time about my feely-feely stuff. And I said, I don't know what the fuck it is, but we can feel something, right? Like there's this sense. You have that set That, I'm telling you, that there's somewhere else. If only she saw Interstellar, folks. All of this <laughs> would make that's sense. The thing holding me back from like... Optimal yeah. brain performance is seeing <laughs> But she'd be like, I get it all now. Yeah, yeah. it's like LSD, where I'm like, totally. Oh. Susie needs to do LSD and watch Interstellar, and we'll probably like solve all of the problems. And who's calling me? Go, send a voice. Get out of here. I don't know. These feely, feely things. Okay, this is people are going to be really mad at me. We're going to get a hate mail. I know it. Don't, because. I'm sensitive. Um, <laughs> but like all you people, Sarah and whoever agrees yeah, with I'm her. Yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm, she's talking to me. Who are like, I'm an empath and like I feel things. Here is my definition of an empath. Okay. <laughs> it's so mean that like Santa I'm already, I feel like I'm reading the hate mail. An empath, as I understand it, is someone who makes every everything about them. Oh. <laughs> Like where other people are in pain and you're like, no, it's my pain now. No, fuck off. It's not your pain. Yeah, I will say elements of that for sure. In a way, I think you're right. Because I had to become, I think people who are empathic like that have to become hyper aware to the emotions of others for their own safety when they're younger because nobody's aware of the emotions that nobody's taking care of that individual's emotions. So they have to become extremely tuned in to those around them, which then cr- turns into some narcissistic traits to your older because that you were deprived of that when you were younger. So yeah, I'd agree with that. That totally makes Holds sense. Up. And if somebody frames it like that, that's not offensive to me. That's, right. you know, it's explanation, yeah. but what they tend to do, at least on like fucking Instagram is like act as if this is some sort of, you care so much about others that they want to pretend like that they don't care about themselves. It's just like, I just feel. For oh everyone. yeah. But that's like a, that's, I would say that self abandonment is not a positive thing. Like it, we're looking at something where as like, you know, okay. Uh, I don't think they're abandoning themselves. That's what I'm saying. But saying like, Oh, I care so much about you that I don't care about myself. Like it is, it is a form of, manipulation and like control in a way like what is that I'm going to care about other people instead of myself if I care about because it's usually for like a personal benefit well that's why I wouldn't use the word instead of because I don't think it is instead of I think right I don't think people are aware of it they make no I don't either right so that's what I mean like I think it's in the, the yeah Mm-hmm. Totally. All right. Well, I don't yeah. even know if we agree or not, but I like where we went with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do like we do we do. It's here's the thing. Every what that is doing is it's looking at the positive side to a two-sided coin. It's okay. looking at saying I'm an empath and I'm a feeler and I just feel people's emotions so much. I say this all the time. I <sighs> Yes, I want to – and I should, I should specify it's more when we want to control the feelings of others or when we want to – when we hope that our actions, through our actions, we can somehow change how other people feel. That's the more controlling and manipulative thing that I was talking about. So less empathetic um, or not as much with the empaths. But so that's one side of it is the, oh, I feel so much I care about everybody. 
there's a flip side to that. There's like, you know, the you got to explore like the shadow self, the other side to that, which is I'm putting my needs first. I'm maybe... I think maybe they're not looking at the other side. It would be maybe, you know, who knows? We can... Yeah, I just person. feel like but stop I think wearing that's it like a badge a pop- of honor. Honor. It's not that. It's not. They act like it's like. See how great I am. That I'm they an empath and a feeler. It always. Everything is just a flip. That is a. That is a so true. Positive side of the cope of like in the same way that. There are so many things like coping strategies that people develop that are yeah. really good. Right. Situationally. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, where caring about everyone and putting everybody's needs before yours, yes, sounds like a really wonderful thing. But then when you abandon your own needs and you get to the point where you're so exhausted that then you need other people to kind of rally around you or like be supportive. There's always a flip side to everything. There's like a, a... a shadow self. Every strength is also a weakness. Yes. I agree Every with you. Every single thing. You and pick it. Anybody yeah. that's been in a relationship knows that because the same things you're attracted to end up repulsing you oh, eventually 100%. with your partner. Yes. I always say the thing that the same thing that makes me funny and witty makes me ha- – I had to learn how to tame that because it makes me sharp-tongued and really cruel mm-hmm. in an argument because I can just think of – I'm like, oh, I can go there. But now I don't because I learned That's that. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're self-aware. I can remember. I learned that with my ex-husband. I remember the one thing I said that he just rang over and over. It's like the most hurtful thing because I knew. I was like, yeah, oh, I got one. Yeah, it was so one. great. And it was like my trump card of everything of all time. Well, to be fair, he did it to you as right. well. And all the time. Yeah. So right. people just don't expect it from me. And then I'm like, oh, okay, there you go. Right. Use my powers for evil. <laughs> Whether you're an empath or not, you need therapy. And thankfully, there's a place place called BetterHelp that is out in the ether, right? So you don't even have to go anywhere. You don't have to go to an office. You can just use BetterHelp through your phone or your tablet or your computer and meet with mental health professionals about whatever it is that you're, you know, struggling with. If it's relationships or depression or anxiety, I mean sleep, whatever. They have people that can help you. And everybody needs therapy. I mean... All the time. And the people who think that they don't need therapy probably need it the most. So. I know. It's like imposter syndrome. I always say all the wrong people have imposter syndrome. I kind True. of feel like all the wrong people are getting therapy. But <gasps> <laughs> but everyone needs it, so it's not possible. But, I mean, they have a deal for you, so give it a try. What do you say? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Brain Candy listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash brain candy. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash brain candy. Whoa. Okay. Um, moving on. Yeah. Did you watch I think Down? it's so funny that like, I, you know, I read so many articles in the week and the ones that stand out in my mind, like, I brought you the article about the guy who stuck a battery in his dick. Meanwhile, yeah. we both read the thing on uh, uh, surviving, like, uh, you know, afterlife, really like a life recall. Didn't yeah. think to put that one on the top of the list. So when you read an article, it doesn't automatically, you don't automatically think this could be great on Brain Kenny? No, I do. I think that with so many of the ones that I read and, and then only certain ones like st- stick out in my, or I'll, I'll have like a list of all of them and then the one where I'm like oh I, I want to talk about that one that one's funniest yeah true it's so, so funny it's just it's That's like what I read and then what I see that morning or what or I hear something I'm like oh let's talk about this that's part of why I wanted to do the thing that we have on Patreon where you can become Sarah and my uh, close <gasps> friends on Instagram because oh, I read so many things Susie but they're not all great I, for- I'm so excited that you have started to do the clo- what you do in the Close Friends. The, it's fantastic. If you guys are not following Susie's Close Friends, she well, will highlight. Sarah. No, mine are like funny things about like the dude I'm dating or like my dog. <laughs> like, People love like that. I, I'm sure. It's different kind of content though. Yeah. But Susie will like read an article, then highlight sections, and then point to – and it's all the stuff that you want – 
It's <laughs> super like well curated. It's so good. Thank you. That's I am, so much. I am so learning nice so much, and I like that you're a great follow for close friends. <laughs> but it's like it's so. I get so excited. And like, I just want people to, I just want to give them all this content and just be like, read this, read this, read this, because just trust me. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I feel like, oh, they're not going to believe me, but this is a great article. But anyway, it's fun. Because- you know, I think also you do a good job of probably reading during like doing this during like regular human hours. I think I like look at these things and get the articles at like one o'clock in the morning. So yeah. I am, really am writing it down in like random places. And yeah. then, um, I need to be more organized in how I like. I need a spreadsheet like your doc club. <laughs> I need to like a doc. I need to get like a. a that's it, maybe. Where I write them. They're great. everywhere. I know. I. I just. You're so good. Not at that. everything that you consume is great for brain candy, so it's nice to have somewhere else to put it because they're still great. It's just different. You know. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, I okay. love that one on Ali Wong. I mean, I would just talk about Susie's Instagram for the rest of this. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. So anyway, our life flashes before our eyes, which, you know what? Actually, this is a good segue because um, the next thing I'm going to talk about is the documentary Downfall on Netflix about the Boeing. Oh, do I need to see this? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's good. And it's not like splashy. It's more informative because it's about the Boeing jet crashes in like 2018. That just why, disappeared. Well, it didn't. Well, it's they found the black pieces. box and everything, but um, you know, the too long don't read version is just greed. The the these the Boeing company didn't train their pilots to <gasps> use their new planes on purpose. No. Yeah, no. like they didn't they just decided like it's too expensive and like we don't have time for that. Let's just get these out, they'll figure it out. No, and then after the first plane went down, instead of just sort of realizing that was a mistake, you know, they said, oh, that's because they're, um, they're from uh, Jakarta, Indonesia. Where is that? Jakarta, Indonesia. <sighs> Fuck. Anyway, they're from a place where they're not white. And so they're, they just don't know how to fly. Here in the United States, we know how to fly, so we're fine. It's these other exotic others. I had no idea that they knew what happened and that it was this. This feels like when the car companies do the math. Yes. On exactly right. Whether we're going to do a recall or uh, how many people died. What the actual fuck? It is so. Who can you trust? (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to be all conspiracy theory. I don't. Not, I'm definitely not that. More like a realist. More like looking at greed. I think you're right when you say greed. Yeah, because oh, they I'm make sick. it very clear how it happened, why it happened, and they they provide context. Like back in the '80s, here's what Boeing was like, and then here's what changed and why, and here's <gasps> the cost of human beings. And it's very sad. And what 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 changed? Different um, people they owned were, it. They were bought out. They merged. Yeah. And so they had different manager management, and then it became about cost cutting to maximize profits instead of like providing the best quality, safe product. And we're not talking fucking couches and sofas here, right? We're talking airplanes. And I've never been afraid to fly, but then this was so disturbing. And they part of why it was so disturbing was because they did a fantastic job. Of creating the effect, they used like computer simulation to to make you feel like you were in that plane. No, and so then I had a, I had a nightmare that um, Susie, I, was I a, never hear about you having nightmares. <laughs> I know it was very this it affected had an impact. you. Yeah, and I was in the plane and it was going down. And here's my last words: I go goodbye, life. I'll miss you. <laughs> Sarah, for real. This is very similar to, I'm out of control. <laughs> and so then I, I crashed. Think maybe there's a lot of info in there. Goodbye, life. I'll miss you. Yeah, right. Maybe I'll keep that in mind. Keep when that in mind. Gets you, will, tough. you will 
miss it. Right. So anyway, I crashed in my dream, and then I didn't die, and I was like, what? Well, of course. And then I was buried alive, which is my worst fear. Your worst fear! In the rubble, and so then I died that way. But anyway, it's just whenever you see the footage and you really can imagine the people on there and their babies and their no, loved no, ones. No, 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 I can't because I'm an empath, so. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't watch it. Let me make it about me. For real. You no. will it, – it isn't nice because you really start to think about what that would be like. It's not abstract anymore. It becomes like – Well, literal. I think that's really I what you said just kind of highlighted it. It's like when we can imagine ourselves in the experience. Yeah. I wonder if that has to do with empathy and all that kind of stuff. The ability to visualize yourself – in the same situation. That's a flip side to the coin. You're creative and you can imagine a bunch of different things. Well, you can also imagine a bunch of different things. Well, and I'm sure that the brain has all sorts of coping mechanisms that vary from person to person. And that's why for most of us, when we hear the World Trade Center collapses or even just about war, yes, it sounds terrible, but you don't have that like visceral because your brain won't let you kind of feel it truly. And... As we learned in so many people talked about, and when my mom had her accident, your brain will snip, snip, delete, cut out those things. So we're really just creating our imagination of what we like. If we actually go through that, we don't remember it. So, what do you think? I mean, this is grim, but what do you think you would be like if that, if you were, you know, in a situation where for a couple minutes you were very aware that you were not going to live anymore. Like, what do you think? Well, I have a similar, I don't have an experience like that, but I know when I had a drowning experience, what my last thoughts were. I was, it, it, was it goodbye life? I'm going to miss you. That's so funny. What if it was kind of more boring? I mean, just as boring. It was, I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. I kept saying that. I kept, I I knew I was tossed it. I was only about 13 or 14 at the time. And I was surfing and I got, or swimming out in the water. I think I was, I must've been surfing. Cause I remember not having something to hold on to anymore. That was it. That like, there was no leisure. There was no, nothing to hold it. Maybe I was boogie boarding or something like that. But a big, huge wave came, big swell came and I got all tossed around and I didn't know which way. I didn't have a lot of air when I went under the wave and I didn't know which way was up. And I did not know that you're supposed to look at your bubbles. I couldn't see because it was all sandy. And so I swam to the direction I thought was up and I hit my head on the bottom. And I knew that I did not have enough air to make it back up. And I just kind of sat there. In the same way, it was a very familiar feeling when I was in that. Remember when I, I did that challenge in that glacier and I just sat at the bottom of the lake? That <laughs> felt my the favorite. same. That felt very sim- of like... Okay, you're just going to surrender. You're going to sit in this water right now, and you're going to be okay. I knew they wouldn't let me die in the challenge one. But yeah. when I was underwater in during this near-drowning experience, I just kind of then stopped swimming in the water because I knew I wasn't going to make it back up. And then I just remember having probably about three or four times the phrase, well, you're not dead yet. You're not dead yet. You're not dead yet. And then I went, then that was the last thing I remember. What do you mean? Like, then I don't remember. Then, then next thing you know, I was, I was like being pulled to shore. No. Yeah. I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah. I just, I don't, I have no, there's no, there's nothing, then nothing. You passed out. Yeah. No. And I know that the lifeguard found me because he saw my bubbles. That's what they said. The lifeguard saw my bubbles and they went out on a jet ski and they pulled me in on a jet ski and a boogie board. Like they pulled me onto the boogie board and then I, I was pulled in on a jet ski and then I, this was told to me. And then I was on the, I just remember being on the beach. Do you think that you took it on water? You must have. I must have. But they caught you soon enough for then they could yeah, just they get saw it the out. Yeah, bu- they saw the bubbles. And then I, my friend went in. Like I was with somebody else and she went in. So they knew that there was another person out there and they just looked for bubbles. And I guess 
But that thought of you're not dead yet was a lot. And it was very peaceful. It was fine. And then in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, it was fine. Drowning is not a problem. I'd love to go that. I mean, not love, but over like I was very peaceful. It was like. But it wouldn't be if you were conscious when you started taking water in. That would be. But I start in a weird way. I did start taking water in when okay. I was in the challenge one. Well, that does feel good if you're if you're and saying it's I, not bad. And it was not bad. And and I and that's when the the diver was like, "You got to go up. You got to cut it." And he was like, "That is signal. my favorite story about Sarah." Hands but down. He's like, "You're gonna die if you don't." He's like, but "No, you would have rather died." I wasn't gonna die. I just knew that the body can go a little bit farther than you think it can. It's like David Blaine over there, like, oh and then my I just God. like because he saw me do this. If you're on the, if you're on Patreon, you can see it. But he saw me do this motion. Oh my God, she was gulping it like that. But the, it wasn't like it was like it's a like gag because your body's trying to take a breath, and so you're resisting it. And when he saw me do that, he was like, "Nope." You got to go to the top. Your body's fighting. This was the same stunt guy who also sent me to the emergency room when he felt my back and he's like, "Nope, you're not sweating. You're having a heat. You're you're having heat exhaustion. We got to send you to the hospital." So he was like, his job was to like make sure Sarah didn't die from Thank thinking you, that, that she could just keep going. And that's my win challenges, folks. <laughs> By almost dying. Mm-hmm. Almost dying. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let me. I need a palate cleanser, so I'm going to talk about Chime right. and how if you hate overdraft fees, you who likes Chime. them? Right, that's what I'm saying. Chime is the place to go Hello? because when your account balance is running low, you don't need an overdraft fee. You need someone to be like, "Yo, you got this," right? Okay, you can overdraft up to 200 bucks on debit card purchases and cash withdrawals with absolutely no overdraft fees. And everybody needs that every now and then, you know? Sometimes a our moms cushion. fall off buildings, and then they're in Costa Rica, and then you have to put a bunch of stuff on your card, and then you don't even know. Hypothetically. If that maybe happened to that you. may or may not happened make your first good decision in 2022 and join over 10 million people using chime sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score get started at chime.com slash brain candy that's chime.com slash brain candy banking services provided by and debit card issued by the bank corp bank or stride bank na members fdic get fee free transactions at any money pass atm in a 7-eleven location and at any all point or visa plus alliance atm otherwise out of network atm withdrawal fees may apply sometimes pay anyone instant transfers can be delayed the recipient must be a valid debit card or be a chime member to claim funds uh all right well anyway i recommend the documentary because it is fascinating and informative but it it is troubling because my god like hundreds of people died needlessly especially in the second plane because if they had just grounded them after the first plane instead of blaming brown people then the second plane wouldn't have gone down okay i'm going to appease sarah a little bit here oh oh Love this. Love Since this. I feel like I was too harsh on the last episode, like being all like, you don't feel vibrations from people. You don't, it's not contagious, like someone's oh. energy. Okay. I'm leaning in. There, <laughs> there is an article in the New Yorker. Oh, um, credible that, source. Credible source. And it, well, I mean, okay. So it's about monks who, um, Lived okay. Let me read the exact details so you can hear it for yourself. Okay, a, they're a group of. This was in a room, a cold room, about forty degrees. And these are monks that live outside in the cold all the time and wear like basically diapers only. Yeah. Like, but they're fine. They have no yeah. problem yeah. with internal heat. And also, so people, as somebody who's moved to the cold, forty degrees. I'm like, that's warm. That's fine. Everybody's good in that. Not in your underpants and not without any breaks. You know what I mean? Like shiver me timbers, basically. And so people had been studying them and they would like watch them. They would go and put like um, wet, cold, wet towels on their backs and they would meditate and there would be like steam coming up from the towels. Ooh, I love this shit. Things like that. That aren't just sort of like them right. saying like, no, I'm fine. Right. And, um, <laughs> like, that aren't just like men who wear shorts in the snow. 
This is not, we are not talking to them. Exactly. That is so funny because I saw exactly where your mind went with that. Not them. (laughs) Right. And so (laughs) then they, they did this little kind of observation and they went back and talked to a scholar about it. And she was like, ah, the steam was probably because there, the water on the, towel was cold, but their bodies are warmer than the towel. So that's like an, we see steam outside in the cold all the time. And like, if their fingers are warmer, I mean, big whoop, you can imagine your fingers in hot water and they will warm up. 100%. But the real test is core temperature. You know, like if you have a fever or if you're, Right. right, you know, what is the opposite? Hypothermia. So she went out there and was like, let me see for myself. And so here's the circumstances. The room was cold, about 40 degrees. A group of monks wearing only underpants sat on the floor along with a few buckets of cold water. They did the whole sheet shenanigan. And then um, then they increased their core body temperature mm-hmm. from... 98.6 to mm-hmm. 108. So this isn't just... 108? Technically a fever. Susie, yeah. technically go to the hospital. No, no. I'm so sorry. 100.8. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, go to the hospital. They are currently boiling their brain. And now I they're mean, dead. I don't. But they I, really I, proved I, a point. Still, a hundred. I mean, that I'm still. I, let let the record show. I'm also shocked at a hundred point eight. But I just like. I, <gasps> I, I, I had the, questions I, at hundred I was like, they were willing to die to be like, "Fuck dead. you, we did it." <laughs> like, maybe not the best meditation. <laughs> I'll tell you about their meditation. It's called the vase. The vase? The vase. Where they... Um, okay, let me read the details. Oh my gosh, this is great. I want to use this on every single chairlift. Okay. They, con- they contract their abdomen and pelvis. Okay. Doing contract it Contract it. And then contract you have to imagine a fire from your navel up... And then your spine has to, you have to imagine that being on fire. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Now do that for years and years. <laughs> <laughs> it takes, it's a sort of thing. It takes years. But like, what a handy little tool. Yeah. I mean. I'm telling you, Susie, our minds are powerful. Yeah. Well, theirs we are. This. <laughs> theirs are. Ours are too. Ours are theoretically. <laughs> like they, they are. could be if we tried. We we tend to flex the worst case scenario muscle more than the best case scenario muscle. And that becomes strengthened and that is what we recognize. But if we were to do the like for yeah. example, I'm step- stepping out into snow. Ooh, I'm cold. That's the first thing we all say. Every single time you do that, that's flexing that muscle. If every single time since the day you were born, not the day you were born, you know what I mean, you stepped outside into the cold and said, ooh, it's so hot out here, you would not. You would have a different association with the cold. So we're strengthening it. We're doing it all the time, but in these subtle ways that we don't realize that we need to like, it's almost like, We always think, well, what if the worst thing happened? Well, we never think, what if the best thing happened? We need to do that more. Oh, I have a sneeze. The the writer of the article, though, rightly pointed out that if you were to use this technique for the avoidance of just sort of life's fluctuations, Uh that that would maybe be in conflict with the essence of Buddhism, which is true, which embraces suffering and acknowledges it as just like, part of life and what we kind of talked about last time like maybe we shouldn't be seeking happiness maybe we should seek these other things that that maybe if you just wanted to not be so cold you could do the more superficial one where you think about hot water and like try to enjoy that for a few minutes while you're outside having a yeah time but i would i would also i would also imagine that just because you can raise your core temperature and do all that that at a certain amount of time 
basic exposure, even though you feel okay, you expose the body to those temperatures and you will get uh, uh, conditioned. Uh, con- yeah, certain and yeah. and like, but even like suffer the 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 bad things that come with that. Like you're still go- you're the body is not. Um, like you can get frostbite. Yes, thank yeah. you. So the body and mind have to work in sync with each other. Often, I think where the majority of people live is in a place where uh, they do not... Where one can get ahead of the other. And so maybe they don't recognize the power of their body, so they're more in their head. And I think that can also be shifted in the other direction where you're so much in that meditative place that you almost forget to take care of your body. Like people who like go for fat, like fasting for too long, and then they hurt their body in that way. But the goal for being a human here in this physical world that we exist in is to get that balance is to to get the balance between the mind and the body and yeah that, like take care of yourself but yeah. then you know in a pinch maybe right. tap into the old noggin yeah and and yeah. like learning when to use those tools and when not because you don't want to avoid feeling you don't want to avoid pain you know if we use our mind to say oh i'm not going to feel any pain then what we can be doing is shutting our our self off from receiving the messages that tell us we need to take action. Like you need to get warm so you don't get frostbite. We need to be living in lot just because you can do it and use your mind in that way doesn't mean that you should, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. I feel the same about the people who are like, uh, uh, lifting so much to like, Oh, I'm going to see. And then they tear something like, or you're moving just because you can, doesn't mean that you should, you could do more, you have to find the balance and find the, that, right. yeah. Well, it's kind of like everything in moderation, even moderation. Yes. <laughs> kind of deal. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's just crazy what those guys can do. Because like, you know, oh, sometimes so. they participate in things like um, self-emolition where they light themselves on fire yes. for a protest or whatever. And if they're practicing Buddhist monk, they won't even show any emotion or signs of distress when they are on fire. Uh, I'd like to share something super annoying. Okay. Um, my mother, when she had her accident with her feet, said that there were, there were some like scarring and some like blisters in the bottom of her feet when I went to go check it out. And I was like, what happened here? And she goes, no, that was from the week before when I walked on coals. Are you kidding me? (laughs) No, that is something. What am I supposed to do with that? I'm like, she was at like her yearly ayahuasca meeting or something. At the same time, I was trying to convince her that she needed to use the power of her mind to not be experiencing the symptoms of pain and she needs to stop Googling her symptoms. Couldn't understand that. That's interesting. Bought me with that. Why do you think she didn't make that connection? That's interesting. Because. Well, yeah. She's human. How perfect our eyesight, our vision, how true we see all too clearly what others should do. I guess so. Damn. Goodness. I was Sally. like, do you see that this is the same you thing? So that you were so close. Can, you were so close. <laughs> that is Maybe a, those wounds needed to heal. That so is the, the lesson something set in. Most but I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So wow. apparently not just Buddhist monks are walking. Her and her friend who are celebrating her 60th birthday. Her, my mom's friend was turning 60. And my mom was 65 and celebrating having Medicare. Uh, walked oh over hot coals. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. 
The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Why do you think the hot coal thing has become like the sort of go-to mental test? Because in reality, you can do it like... Like, yeah, but that's what's annoying to me about it. Because, like, why don't you stab it yourself with a knife like and something, see how that It seems like something worse. That It's kind of like, do you remember when, like, maybe when you were a little kid or if you're like me, anytime you're Yesterday. camping, when, you know, when there's like a fire and you're like, ooh, I could run my hand through the fire. But it's like that part of the fire that's not really hot. Do you okay. know this that I'm talking about? Absolutely not. What are you saying? Okay, well, now I'm going to have to, like, do a video of this. Like, you can, like, put your hand through a flame, and it's not... You don't feel a temper, like... Yeah, okay. Like, people do with the match. Yes, at exactly. At a bar or something. Uh-huh. I think it's that, because, like... But if I told you I'm going to put my hand in the flame... When I'm describing it to you right now, you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's crazy. But if we did this, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I do that. That's, that's not a fact. That's like, ooh, you know. <laughs> It just like sounds like crazy. And I think running on coals is the same. You're touching them for such a little amount of time that you don't really, unless they stick to your feet, which sometimes they do. Okay, then why don't they choose something that's actually dangerous if you want to prove to me how incredible you are? Because they don't really want to prove how incredible. It's one of those things that everybody can do it. Oh, okay. It's a mind over matter thing. You just have to do. Haven't you seen that episode of The Office? Yes. Cam runs across the coals. It's all in your head. It's like, can I do it? Yeah, but who doesn't think they can do that by now? Susie. What? That's like, who doesn't think they can do that by now? That's like, who doesn't think that going in an airplane is scary? Who doesn't think that jumping out? People have done that a whole bunch. Yeah, I know, but nobody would be like, guess what? I, I went on an airplane. But you could say, guess what? I went skydiving. It's doing something that the general population would think is intense, but when you really do it, it's like not that. I disagree with you. Okay. Because this is maybe our fourth fight, guys. <laughs> no, I'm not fighting. I just don't think I see your point because the, nobody would argue that the hard part about skydiving is physical. You're not the just, hard part is it's mental. It's gravity. Right, right, right. But I think that when they pitch the old um, hot coals thing, you might understand that it's just mental, but I think okay. most people think that it's at least partially physical, that it's hot coals. That's why they're hot. So people just have a problem with understanding thermodynamics. What we're saying is that <laughs> thermodynamics. Is what we're our- saying is people are stupid. Right. Science has failed us. <laughs> Elementary school science has failed us. Either that or none of these people had brothers that were pyromaniacs. And I did. And so this was a regular, we had multiple, I have multiple experiences with my brothers lighting each other on fire as children. I mean, the fact that neither of them have so far become serial killers is, I mean, impressive. I think they're good. Do you think they ever harmed any animals? Absolutely not. My brothers (laughs) are the cut. That, no, I'll tell you, because Jordan is like the, the... He's could so not peaceful. hurt a fly. Yeah, he's, he's very like, sweet. Jordan, I remember when he had, a, he had a girlfriend I'm... when he was in third grade, and that kid spent, no joke, two hours looking at every, not a girlfriend, just a girl he had a crush on for Valentine's Day, looked at every single card in the entire CVS to make sure that he got the perfect one. Like, hours 
we spent. And I'm like, this kid is the cutest thing in the whole entire universe. So, and Lucas is like the, we, his nickname was Buddha Boy. Yeah, growing that's up. true. Because he peaceful. never got mad at anything. That's so true. But I he's kind of like Bo, where if you're, if he, like Bo is never going to be a fighter, but when she sees something that's going on, like there was once a little dog that she needed to protect and Bo took down a pit bull and like, was like, don't fuck with that little dog. And Lucas was like, oh my God, I didn't know she had it in her, but she is going to protect you if anything goes down. And she will. So I think Lucas is kind of like Bo like that, where he would never, and you think, oh, he's so unassuming, but if he needed to. Gonna... Those are the best ones because Adam's like that. Yeah. He's like seems so passive or yeah. calm yeah. or whatever, but like you do not want to mess yeah. with him. Mm-hmm. But like that, that reminds me, your story about Bo, that story would be great for his mayoral candidacy. Oh, Bo's? Yeah. 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 Like... Oh, it would to say that she knows when to use violent, when, when, when aggression uh-huh. is necessary or yes. when passivity, uh, uh, when appropriate can act with force and, and reasonable force that, and show with, and show restraint because and she did not for the underdog. She, underdog. she, she, <laughs> she said dog. I think she didn't know that she said it guys. I didn't. It was great. Underdog, good one. Oh God, I'm so. Do you see how red I am? It's like ever great. since we started talking about being buried alive, I've now. No, been able are you to, sure, or did are you picturing a monks? fire in your spine? <laughs> like this whole episode is about like fiery death, then f- walking on coals, the monks getting overheated. I feel like my mind is doing that same thing. Well, I just go. I always think. In this time of Jane McGonigal's book and her game that she invented, the snow game that was more effective than morphine on the burn victims. So if you need to have the opposite feeling of feeling really, really cold, you use your mind to do that too. So Susie's just putting wine, a wine bottle. <laughs> is that a wine bottle you're or, cooling yourself off yeah, with? But a nice chilled bottle of rosé right I was going to say, your- it's rosé, so it's chilled. So you're good. Yep. This is great. Oh, I love it. Uh, Okay, I know we got to go soon, but, oh, but the, no, I don't. Not really. It. We have time. Okay. It's fine. I was like, Ooh, don't this, I, I thought this was so fun. I like when something we can talk about something that will incite rage in you. You know, like Amazon, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Right. So anytime I see a headline about that, I'm, I'm like, more ragey right. about that, by the way, because I'm trying to find wireless because uh, I'm using the I'm, before you go into the story. I'm just I'm going to share this little bit of rage because I'm like had a glass of wine. So now you have to hear it. Yeah. Um, uh, I am looking for wireless headphones for when I'm snowboarding to like put like just in like the sports clip that you can wear. Not that not the because I have AirPods, but like those will get lost in the snow. That's crazy. So I want like the sports clip ones. They're like minimum 20-something dollars on Amazon. I was at freaking Safeway, and they were for sale for $7.99. Amazon's making us think that we're getting a good deal, but that shit's in the store for half price. That is so true. It does vary. So fuck that. It's like how Walmart always prices bananas at below cost, so they Mm -hmm. lose money on bananas because bananas are the most purchased (gasps) Food. So you go in there going, they have cheap bananas, but then you spend money on everything else. That's right. Then you go get their fucking headphones or whatever. Yep. Same with toothpaste, 97 cents, cheaper than the 99 cent store. Buy wow. two pennies. <laughs> two pennies. Every penny counts. Don't I know it? Does. it. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. What does that say about us, that you and I know the exact price of, of things at, like the exact price? We're very conscientious people. We are. We are. And you're cheap. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah is frugal, but only when... Susie, you're so fucking right. Today I went to an apartment complex where everybody, like an apartment that I'm like trying to rent, like going and renting. And I was like, oh, let me look at one that's a little bit lower than what's in my budget. Susie, it was me and like a bunch of 19 year olds where this was like going to be a two bedroom for both of them. And I looked around and I was like, hard pass. I'm not in this. This is not my, I'm, this is Sarah. You were this 10, 20 years ago. I need to qualify my, uh, you know, my statement. She's only cheap with herself. She's not cheap with other people. 
Oh, thank you. You're so right. I don't. That's there's a big no. I do. I'm not too. But yeah, thank you, Suze. Because no, I cannot only stand that when people I'm, are stingy with other people. Hate I'm it. not stingy with other people. You are not. No, you. You're, you're generous. Get, you, I'm, it's more at them. Yes, I know. Not because no she's problem. an empath. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, for real though, it's true. Ah, so She's funny. only frugal with myself. her own stuff, which is so yeah. self-sacrificial and lovely, it's but you know. Stupid. It's probably selfish in the end because I'm like, Susie, you rescue me. Well, I need a good pots and pans because I don't have any because I don't <laughs> I don't know why. I need new wine glasses. Wine glasses is a perfect example. So it's like, you need to get yourself from freaking wine glass. And you know what I'm holding? Wine glasses that Susie got me. <laughs> so this is maybe that's my thing. I'm like, I won't treat myself to anything nice. And then the people in my life well, are like, for Christ's sake, let me buy you some action. wine glasses. I read an article about what happens to your Amazon returns, which I've read. There was a great one in the Atlantic, which I read, but this one I enjoyed more because it was exploring so much of my stuff. (laughs) How much do you like when you were more of an Amazon shopper, what percentage of the things would you return? One third. Really? Because most of them for crappy quality. Okay. Mm hmm. It wasn't like you like were tipsy. nothing will be funnier than when I tried on the quote unquote silk lined, but not silk satin lined. I should have read the fine silk like probably silky silky okay. uh, beanie. Oh yeah, and then I pulled it off my head. I you know that Albert Einstein picture that everybody like has on their wall with his tongue sticking out? Twinsies. <laughs> Same. Wow. Okay. So that so went you thought right it was back. a bargain. It was not. Nope. Okay. Yep. Well, remember those connector things? These guys, these little doodads that connect the the yeah. phone jack with the one out of every three of those don't work. That's true. So that kind of shit. And so Sarah sends it back, and yes. then whenever she does that, what it happens to it is it's um it's dead. Merch. merchandise they can't do anything with it they can't resell it even if it's unopened and so you, they have to figure out what to do with it some places really? you know burn it what oh my god like I, h&m my, okay hang on a sec famously burns them how come i'm getting used shit then from amazon yeah how come some things definitely 100 percent have been opened and looked like Somebody else has used this and returned it. Wow. Maybe there's more to this story. 100%. I don't think I've ever experienced that, but that's terrible. Okay. I'm going to need you guys to yeah, yeah. write it. Let us I'm know. I'm not saying I'm wrong. Have you received things where it clearly look? And I'm not saying you bought this because sometimes I'll do that. You buy it used for da Oh, yeah. Like refurbished or something. Right. Refur- mm-hmm. I am not talking that. I'm talking my regular old sunglasses. <laughs> Hypothetically, I returned it. I said these have been used, and they swapped them out for a new pair. I was like, these are definitely. How did you already- know what was on them? It was it. You know when something is new, like the the plastic is in a certain place, and the yeah, the, it's all open, and and then on something else, there was definitely <laughs> dog hair on it, and not <laughs> mine. So gross. That's awful. I don't know. I don't know why that's happening to you, but in general, it's supposed to be not sellable. And so um, they sell it to, um, I don't know what you'd call it, some sort of third party. Like a liquid distributor? Yeah. And then they will sell those like pallets of it. Yes. You don't get to pick and choose. It's like kind of like, what's that storage wars (laughs) where like you don't know what you're getting and it's like 200 bucks. But it could be yeah. worth a million dollars. Yep. And so then people on YouTube have these whole channels devoted to opening up what's in their Amazon returns palette. Susie. Yeah. My ex-boyfriend's ex-girlfriend, who then I became friends with because we connected over how cuckoo crazy he was. Yeah. Does this for a living with her brother. No. Yes. For a living? Yes. She flips they make, them. She flipped? Yes. Flips them. Like Storage War style. Right. Do you think that she... Because they were arguing that they most people money. They had to this, buy like a new warehouse to store all the stuff. The article implied or actually explicitly said that 
you know, you're not going to end up making like a ton of money usually, like maybe $12 an hour all told, but maybe they have bad luck. I don't know. I don't know. Or They're your friends. Space. Yeah. And I think they ended up, it start, I want to say that the, uh, uh, what are they called? Swap meet. Like they oh, yeah. have like a, a swap, a, a, a booth okay. swap meet. I mean. And they do well. Like. I mean, seems like it. And it was like Amazon return by the pallet. A lot of electronics. Well, that's and the thing. Of, I like, think you can like choose. I remember. That was one they mentioned. Oh, my God. That's funny because that's what she mentioned. <laughs> and, like, that stood out in my brain where I was like, I get that because I've returned too. <sighs> For not working right? Or just not meeting the expectation. A lot of times it's not. I think we've gotten real. Amazon is the Nordstrom, the new Nordstrom. For hair straighteners. For anything Everything. you need to retard. <laughs> right, right, I'm like, right, right. Mm, this wasn't good. Okay. Take it back. But whenever someone's bidding or buying one of these pallets, it might say like mostly clothes. Like they do have some sense of maybe what's in there. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes it'll be like. It'll look like it got run over by a car. And then other times it's in brand new condition. You just have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just such a weird. I'm not into this. I don't want that, that job. But I can see how that is attra- appealing to some people. It's essentially like the garage sale. It's, it's, it's the Treasure garage sale hunting. Treasure hunting. And then it becomes like, yeah. It does make you realize how much crap. We buy, which I'm always talking about. I hate it. And here's another thing I'm going to complain about with Amazon. I wanted to get, um, so, you know, from, I'm, I'm like snowboarding a lot and I need something to put in my boots to absorb the odor and absorb the moisture. So they have these great charcoal like inserts inserts they only come in a pack of eight yeah i had to buy a pack of eight how many shoes do you have though i mean i feel like you could oh you mean the boots yeah you have no other stinky shoes i see your point well i mean i i maybe yeah but you feel like why can't you buy but it feels like i have to buy in yeah you know, I'm buying extra stuff when I don't. You said the same thing. I remember you bought something and you were like, it came in a set of three. It was scissors, office scissors, something wow, like that. How do you like, remember that? Of all things for you to remember. And, I know. I can't remember <laughs> when I have important meetings and shit, but I'll remember the pack of scissors that Susie, Susie bought. Susie bought scissors one time in a pack of three. In a pack of three. And she, okay. you said to me, you're like, yeah, it came in a pack of three. Here, have one of these because what am I going to do with three? It was... Or a spatula. It was spa- it was a kitchen tool. It was a kitchen. It was either yeah. kitchen scissors or a kitchen spatula, and something that. that came in a, a thing of three at your old house. Mm-hmm. And we were having the same discussion. I'm like, you can't even help it. Even if you wanted to buy one, the ones that you like came in that. Yeah, and I don't feel like people are into this. When I even when I talk about it, I feel like people are like, stop saying that. No, but I love we buy say, too much stuff, you we, guys. Uh, and remember how you were talking a couple weeks ago, maybe it was like last week or so, about how you love throwing products away, you love finishing? Yes. That, Use it all. I finished a bottle of like hairspray, hair conditioner, whatever, spray bottle. Usually, before this conversation that you and I had, I would have thought to myself, you should keep that just in case you can refill it with something. Use it, you know, like do it. I'm doing that thing where I'm like holding on to the Tupperware from like, I'll reuse the Ziploc. I said, fuck that. No, no. I'm going to throw it away. She's throwing it away. It felt so good. It does. I, I was, was like, old. I am lighter. This place is less cluttered. It was instantly, instantly made me feel. This thing was also travel sized. It couldn't have been more than an inch and a half tall. I felt like I had cleaned out an entire drawer. Listen, if there is something you you. can reuse, it is great to keep it and use it if you can. But there is a fine line between the worlds of hoarding, whatever. But I do love like finishing something to completion. 
yeah. and then starting fresh. And this had already been refilled and then used. So it had been, oh. I had already used it for its... Good for you. All intents and purposes. Oh, it's such a great thing. So thank you. But just know when you're returning all that crap that you probably shouldn't have bought on Amazon, it's just ending up on a weird-ass YouTube channel. Yeah. Or like a swap meet. And then what happens with it? Mm. What happens to it. the stuff that like this person doesn't want it and this person doesn't want it then this person doesn't want it? One of the darkest places I ever went was the Goodwill Donation Center outlet where it was oh, just. my God. Mm-hmm. Listen. I accidentally ended up Goodwill. There. At that point. Go ahead and give it away. Go ahead. Yeah, just freebie. Right. It was like that. They did it like the pallet. They were like, this entire bin is fine. I was like, at that point, just fucking. It's over. Take it. I said that with my washer and dryer at my last place. I was like, it's going to be more expensive for me to move this out of here. Just take it. I cannot believe they have a Goodwill outlet. Yes. Imagine what is in there. No, nope. And and you don't. mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh my god! Don't I love? I noticed the other day on PETA, the what you know, people for the ethical treatment of animals. I didn't know this, but you know how they hate fur and they like throw powder Correct. and f- whatever. So when they get furs donated to them, they send them to like third world countries because they're like, hey, they are the only people that are allowed to use them. Like people in cold countries yeah. that Siberia. could use a little warmth. I didn't know they did nice that. Though. I would have thought that they would have. You know, burned it or whatever because they're so mad. You know, because they're not exactly. You want to know they're in. When I lived in, I want to say it was either Long Beach or San Francisco. One of the two that did this. There was a, a company called Furs for Furs, and they would collect your furs and then they would give them to animals like like who had been a bit right. like to keep the, oh, to give them to comfort. Keep the an- and, yes. That's nice. Okay. See, that's good. And but so, like, like let's the, face it, PETA yeah, isn't you know, known for being like subtle or like nuanced. So I didn't think that they would do that, but oh yeah, that was that's nice good. To hear. Like we that. need to wind it down. Why are we, we do? Still We've gone off the rails. Just keeping you guys. <sighs> Why are we talking? It's me. Right now. It's me. I needed to vent so much. It's probably that empathetic narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talked about so much: monks, empaths, planes crashing. Oh my god, so much. Terrible. And then but Sarah Sponda. Sarah. <laughs> Adorio, Adora Boom Deo. If anybody else knows that song, Adora Boom Deo. Oh, it's a real song? Tateo. Hey, that's how it went. That's how it goes in real yeah. life? That's the song. She didn't Sarah make Spanda. it up? No, I don't think so. Oh, I, my, my God. Somebody sang this to me when I was little. I don't think it's a made... I, I think it's a real song. Okay. Because I thought this was a Sally Rice original. Like, I sing we'll songs see. to Lincoln all the time. Like, Bungalicious, You're Delicious. I mean, it's adorable. <laughs> like I make should up be songs. a song. I thought Bungalicious, Sarah's delicious. You're delicious. I love to give you a million kisses. <laughs> Come on, right? I know. I love it. I it's love creating the top of my head. ditty. So I thought that's what Sally did. But you're telling me this is already a hit single. Sarah Sponda. or they made it up. I still don't know. <laughs> All right, we gotta go. I love you guys. Okay. Bye. <laughs>